0: Week on the True Jody podcast. We have a UK exclusive with one of the WWE's most legendary superstars ahead of his induction into the Hall of Fame. This man was a four time WWE champion, three time world heavyweight champion. Six-time Tag Team Champion, a Royal Rumble winner, an undefeated WrestleMania streak that made him a household name. With a height of 6 feet 10 inches tall, weighing 309 pounds, he goes by many names. The Deadman, The American Badass, Mark Calloway, but you'll know him as The Undertaker. Mate, I'm a fucking huge fan of you. I'm so buzzing for this. I'm delighted to have you on. Awesome, man. Awesome. I remember watching you when I was very, very small, and uh, you know, you were—you just brought my imagination to life, man. And I'm—I'm I'm so grateful for the time.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying so, man. That's—that's that's awesome.
0: Um, you're definitely
1: not. You're definitely not small anymore.
0: <laughs> well, that's kind of your fault as well. All these tattoos and all of that, you know. Because when I was a kid, I used to look at you larger than life figures and think, "God, I'd love to be that big." So I made sure that uh, I was. Well, there you go, man. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is. Um, you're about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. To say that's deserved is an understatement. You're a Mount Rushmore wrestler. You know, you're the top four of all time. Uh, but how does it feel to be going in there with so many great names?
1: It's really humbling, actually. Uh, when, when you think of the 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 list of people that are that are in the Hall of Fame, the Andre, the Giants, mm. the 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 ultimate warriors the hogan's uh the rick Flairs. i mean the greats of our industry mm-hmm. um you know all take residence there at the hall of fame mm-hmm. and being just to be included with names like that for me um and i use those guys you know the, the, most of those guys are a little before me so mm-hmm. those were the guys that you know that, that i looked up to that 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 you know inspired me to to uh you know want to be the best that I could be to so to be included with those kind of guys is just it's humbling and um, you know I'm honestly I'm not really sure how um how it's all going to hit me uh mm-hmm. that night uh you know I I have a good feeling because uh, I'm <laughs> I'm already amped up about it and um, but uh it, it really is that's the best way I I, I mean I consider myself considerably Blessed and very fortunate and humbled to 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 be uh, inducted in the wwe hall of fame i 'm
0: I'm, I'm very grateful that you 've uh, came out and been a bit more open with how you feel and I watched the last ride documentary, which was unbelievably well done it was i love that you. and what really hit home was that 30 year period of you being this tough guy and, and who doesn 't show too much of emotion. I always wondered, how has this guy done that so long? And, you know, no matter how beat up you got and all the rest of it. And what really struck me was just how much this means to you, your career, your character. It's amazing.
1: You know, they say when you you do something that you love, you never work a day in your life. And as minus the surgeries and minus the injuries and, and, and all that, which is part of the game, I have no regrets for, for, for any of that. I mean, I just, I loved, I had such a passion for this industry uh, and this business that, you know, it just, it, it was just what I had to do. And, and it was, and the the approach that I took um, to, to try and keep that character viable for all those years, you know, those early years, I lived the character all the time. Mm. I was, I, I just anywhere you saw me, if you saw me in public, even though, you know, I may not have the same hat and coat on, there's a good chance that I'm going to have a black coat and maybe some type of black hat on. I mean, there wasn't a big variance. And in my head, those are the things that I had to do to make that character. I had to give it legitimacy and and make it, make it viable. Um, There was a real big disconnect with me when I would see people do one thing on TV and then be, be something completely opposite in their, in their personal life. I and mean, this is long before there's there there were cell phones and everything yeah. that you did was on the internet. This is, this is before that, but it, it, it struck me then like, Hmm, I, I can't go out. I can't be this dark brooding character and then, be in the airport in a Hawaiian floral shirt and <laughs> I mean yeah. you know it would people like oh okay he's acting he's, yeah. it, it's, it, you know this is all bullshit this, it,
0: It's that really it, hit me though like as in people look at wrestlers like these big meatheads a lot of the time and they sort of prejudge you and for some reason people have this notion that big men can't be clever can't be creative can't be whatever right. but I really got a lot of appreciation for what a creative brain you have, and almost uh, method acting. I just wondered, like, sort of, how did you develop the character? What kind of thought process did you go? Because obviously, there was the American badass, and and you pivoted it depending on how the industry was going. So yeah, how did that creative process go for you?
1: So when when I was given the character, so it was presented to me on, on storyboards um, with the, the original likeness, which was Vince's brainchild it was his character and then he it, and it was based off the old western the old western undertaker and the two guys go out on main street they you know they have a a gunfight one guy loses the undertaker comes out and measures them for their their box kind of deal mm-hmm. so that was the original concept but so i'm you know so i'm presented that right i'm given this gift and then so i started thinking about it and i first thing I do is I look at the, at the current product, like, all right, who's on top, which at the time when I came into WWF at the time, WWE, you've got ultimate warrior, you've got Hulk Hogan, um, Jake, the snake, Randy, macho man, savage. These are all, you know, these are all our top guys at the time. So one thing I had to figure out is all right, how am I going to separate myself from these guys, Okay, I'm all, I've am i already got, you know, and most of, all of them, other than Jake, you know, every everybody was, you know, over the top with that stereotypical professional wrestler interview. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> you know, when, when I get you, yeah, yeah, right? Anytime people think that's their interview, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. when I get you at the Civic Auditorium, I'm going to do this and I'm going to yeah. do that. That was out. I was like, no, that's not going to work here, I, you know. So I've always noticed that when, you know, when people are screaming and yelling, you know, you might look and see what the noise is, but you really, yeah, you know, you're not too interested. But when people talk low and slow, that's when people lean in because they want like, what, to, what, what, what is this guy? You know, what is he, what's he saying? And, you know, so that was one of the big things. I'm going to, I'm not going to be a screamer. I'm not going to be. A guy over the top and saying "brother" every other, you know. uh, That's just I do it in my personal life, but you know, on TV. And then I started studying characters like, um, you know, like I'd watch Friday the Thirteenth and 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 Jason Voorhees and these 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 uh, these indestructible monster characters, right? Mm -hmm. Michael Myers and. I'm like, okay, this is, this is cool. Like I can do this. I can get hit and I can get beat. But when I set up, you know, it's just like, Oh, people are going to lose their mind because you know, those things usually keep people down. And now this guy just keeps coming, you know, he just sets up and he's just like this indestructible monster. So, you know, I'm studying all this and I'm putting it up against what everybody else is doing. And there's a, just a stark contrast in what I was doing And what I was doing, all the way down to even to the color, you know, the black and and the and the gray, just real monotone colors where everybody else is getting as colorful and as loud. And yeah, you know, I was trying to be as as far from everybody else as I could. So yeah, so I studied all of those 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 gory movies and all those characters and, and tried to figure out, okay, what can I take? what can I take from Jason Voorhees and what can I take from Michael Myers and incorporate it and make it my own? So yeah, there was a lot of studying done um, and how to take those things, make them mine and then make them work in in the realm of, of of sports entertainment. So it was, um, it was really challenging because up until the point, you know, when I, before I became undertaker, I was an athlete, like, my, my, my calling card was I'm a big dude that can move and mm-hmm. I can do all these things. And when I first got there, the, like my first couple of, um, you know, I had a couple of matches before I debuted at survivor series and, you know, I'm still doing leapfrogs and drop kicks and all this stuff. And I, I was like, it doesn't feel right. This guy doesn't, you know, this guy needs to be slow and, and at the right time, then, Bam, then do something quick, fast, athletic, and then go right back. So you catch, you know, like, what,
0: what, what just yeah. happened there, yeah.
1: right? Because they get lulled in like, oh, man, this guys he's just plodding and, yeah. and slow. And then, you know, then you hit him with something athletic.
0: And When you're on you the know. top rope, for example, you're walking along those ropes, mm-hmm. you literally looked supernatural. To see a seven-foot guy do that, it was like, what the hell? Yeah,
1: those you know that that was you know I, I, I borrowed that from uh, Don Jardine who he wrestled under the name of the Spoiler and when he retired I knew when I, I wrestled him very early on in my career and when I when when he retired I said that's mine I'm taking that. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> and, and and so that's that's how that came about but you're right it was just I was just trying to be different and and, and present something that hadn't been really Hadn't been done yet in the in the in the wrestling world. Yeah,
0: I've got vivid memories of Paul Bearer like talking and like and his voice being so different. And I'm being like, I'm a young kid and I'm thinking, damn, this guy's scary. Like actually ghoulish, creepy, right? Yeah, yeah, ghoulish and creepy. That's yeah. why it was
1: it, it. Was such a it was such a great blend because you had the high pitched squeaky voice of Paul Bearer. And then you had, you know, the guy that just closed it off at the end with the, you know, the the the, load, the rest in peace, or or whatever. And it was such a great contrast. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I, I, you know, it, it captivated people's attention, and it was like, what, you know, what kind of morbid thing is? is are they going to say, you know, they're going to worms eating your rotting flesh? Is and- <laughs> you know, I take your soul to hell. I mean, who says that, right? <laughs> yeah. Who says that in wrestling?
0: Yeah, but look, looking back <laughs> at it, like, we, we, we watch a movie, we know it's not real, but, but when it's so good, it doesn't matter. And I look back at that era and the things that you were doing, and it was irrelevant it, it, whether or not it, what you were actually saying was a, a, a real performance. It it felt as real as possible to to my age group, especially. And as you you seemed to nail that tweaking of the character, like people give credit to Madonna for this sort of stuff, but you were doing it. Like you were ever so slightly just tweaking it, tweaking it, and then you had that that Ministry of Darkness period where you know we see it a bit more of your face, but but it was still the dead man. And then you had a, if I'm right in thinking, an injury, and then you brought out the American Badass. Now, the American Badass, I was around 13, 14. I thought you were the coolest person who ever. Like I was like, this guy, I love it. Um, What made you decide to go so different? Well, first,
1: to go back to the beginning of your statement, I I want to say thank you for for you know that that compliment because that is that was always that's always my goal is to make people forget that it's it's entertainment so Uh thank you for that 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 was terrifying (laughs) yeah that made my day actually that you said that because that was always my mindset oh yeah even with such an over-the-top character is to let people forget that it's a it's entertainment and let them get so wrapped up in it oh, that yeah. they believe
0: it. And, and, and amongst those superhero guys you were the perfect scary guy for sure they yeah. they needed you desperately
1: yeah that it was you know because Hogan had won, gone through everybody mm. Ultimate Warrior had gone through everybody they had nobody that was like oh okay now what you going to do big fellas now yeah. you got this guy come along mm. um so the American Badass, um, several things were going on there. Um, one, yeah, I, I, I got hurt. Um, I, I injured my groin, and then right close to coming back from my groin injury, I tore a pec. Um, so I was out. I was out most of that whole year, uh, leading into the the, the the American Badass. Well, what was going on was. Uh, was the attitude era? I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. you've yep. got Stone Cold, who's cutting these incredible promos that people that that people can really identify with, right? I uh, mean, it's 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 like real life with a little bit of it, it's it's you know with a little bit of gas behind it. Mm-hmm. You've got the Rock cutting these unbelievable promos. All these promos are are just. They are so good. I think I, I I would have survived, but I wouldn't have thrived if I had not taken a break and took as good as the character is. You're you're kind of boxed in too
0: mm-hmm.
1: with what you can do and what you can't do. You know, you yeah. it, it's hard for the Undertaker to be in the ring while the Rock is talking about poontang pie. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and and to have some type of retort that the undertaker could give. Mm -hmm. So one, it was, it was, it was a period for me to just uh, take a deep breath and do something different for, for a minute. Um, Were you nervous about switching it up? Oh my gosh. Uh, That was a big roll of the dice right there. I mean, it it was huge. Um, uh, But I just, I felt that it was so necessary to give them something. Now I kept a few, I mean, for the real fan, like there were a few nuances that I kept and I brought along with me and I was fortunate and and, and smart enough. That I kept the name, you know, it was these, I was still the undertaker, but then we added the American badass onto it. Yeah. So that, so there was always that
0: link. That you had some there. kick-ass entrance music as well. I loved it. Yeah, great. I mean, yeah, yeah
1: I mean, a kid rock, and then, you know. Um, yeah. The Rolling one, so right? yeah. Yeah, so that that was really, you know, that was really cool. I got the, You know, riding out on a motorcycle. I mean, how much, I can't get much cooler than that, right? Yeah. Um, but it just gave me a chance to uh, compete on the same level. Like, I could cut promos with Austin, and I could mm-hmm. pr- cut promos and I could, you know, I could threaten them in a different, completely different way than what The Undertaker would do. So it was just a minute for me to, um, you know, to regroup and then uh, w- always had the, 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 the mindset that I would go back. And then all that would be retro and it would all be new again. And it, it, it worked out. Fortunately, it, it, it worked out the way it was supposed to. But uh, it was a huge it was a huge roll of the dice.
0: It's funny because when you're talking about doing what everyone else wasn't doing, I feel like that's kind of the well, how Austin got his success as well, kind of in his heyday. He kind of looked at whatever everyone else was doing and thinking, I need to pivot and go in this other direction. In regards to the, the man behind Undertaker, we got a great insight into that on the last ride, but during that heyday, um, you know, you were on the road for as long as anyone, Uh, for so many years how did that impact your personal life
1: yeah so um that's tough man um there was a i I can safely say there was an eight-year stretch where i averaged over 250 dates a year on the road um and as you can imagine you know uh, the the and you're so wrapped up in it and I'm so wrapped up in this character. Like I can't just come home. Like we would be out 40 days. I'd come home for five at, at the, at the beginning of the third day off, I'm ready to go. Mm. I mean, I'm just conditioned to always be on the go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wasn't, I I wasn't tuned in, uh, you know, to my wife at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and, and probably one of the the biggest um you know uh negative aspects of, you know was my oldest son, you know. I'm I missed him growing up. Oh you know, and yeah. it's um, you know, I, I wish I could have been a I, I wish I could have been a better man
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh and figured that out. Mm-hmm. But you know, and, and I've heard and I've heard Austin talk about this as well. Mm-hmm. You can't—I shouldn't say can't—but it, it's just hard to be that guy and not be that guy all the time. It's hard to shut it down. Um, you know, the the worst thing back then, you know, like you 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 get going and you have this momentum and you get hurt. Mm-hmm. That, man, that would drive us absolutely insane because, you know, somebody else is coming up, mm-hmm. somebody else is going to want your spot. So you're just, you're rehabbing like crazy. And all this time where you have, where you have time to spend with your family and do things. The only thing that you're thinking about <laughs> is getting healthy enough so that I can get back out there, reclaim my spot and, and, and go on and, and do this. And uh, so That's, that's, you know, my, my relationship with my kids early, you know, my, my older kids, um, you know, they had to pay, they had to pay, you know, a sacrifice for, for me to do and become what I I am. And um, you know, you, you you can't look back. Yeah. You, 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 you learn from your mistakes. I was fortunate enough, you know, that I remarried Michelle and I, we have young, you know, now we have young children. Mm-hmm. So I, I got, I was blessed enough to get a second chance to be a dad and be yeah. a husband, yeah. but I had no business. Um, I had no business being married at that time. Uh and trying to and trying to build this character and this legacy. It's yeah, just it's it's really difficult
0: to do. It's the curse of a high achiever, I guess. You become obsessed and then it's very hard to split your brain up and try and be a good father when you're just obsessed with what this is and, and then you're worrying about people chasing you. It makes a lot of sense to be fair. Like I I grew up without a lot of time with my dad, but now I'm a grown man. I get it. You know, yeah. a man's got to follow his own path, and I think that um, hopefully your son understands that now he's older. Um, yeah,
1: our relationship now is good, but I, I, the the point to that was is I missed so much. Yeah. You know, I wasn't there for the ball games and 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 mm. and all that. So I was fortunate enough that he realized that that he wanted to give me a second chance. Mm. so uh you know i mean that was that was the greatest gift one of the greatest gifts that, that anyone's ever given me is that second chance to to be a dad to him um but uh yeah my, my kids have definitely they've had to pay the price for my yeah. success
0: well that's beautiful that he's done that and uh i'm i'm really happy to hear that and i, re- I remember reading um brock lesnar's book actually and him describing how hard it was being on the road and you know we all look at what a great athlete uh brock lesnar is and he was saying how hard it was just to maintain that like by the time he started his ufc career he was so beat up and uh you know he said he was having to drink a lot of vodka and pay him, take pain pills yeah. just to get by and i'm looking at i'm thinking brock lesnar wow mm-hmm. it just shows like you might everyone can look indestructible, but that road life can can beat you up. I mean, what was your body like over the years? Cause I seen the injuries and them drilling into your knee on that documentary, and I was like, Jesus, like we don't see what these guys really go through.
1: Yeah, you know, everybody obviously has their their preconceived ideas about what wrestling is and mm. what it isn't. It boils down to this. The human body is not made to take that kind of abuse day in and day out now, I mean you think about and I've and i've I've just started using this this phrase and because it, it's just really dawned on me here in the last as I've started talking and and, and, and opening up more mm-hmm. you have to realize within any given wrestling match and it just happened the other the other day you're two inches away from something catastrophic mm-hmm. happening you know big e the other day almost broke well he did break his neck
0: that was scary um, to watch that Jesus
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. So now you multiply that 250 times, you know, those kind of things happen. And just when thing, everything goes right, uh-huh. just the, the pounding that the body takes, the lack of rest, the incredible amount of traveling, you're constantly worn down,
0: uh-huh.
1: you, you know, and then, you know, and through my era and, you know, there, you, you look for any way at all. To alleviate some of the pain, some of because you, know, you know that you've got to go out and do it again the next night, mm-hmm. and I, you know that's one of the great things about you know. And I always thank my fans. You know they were they were the reasons a lot of times that I could get up off of off of the the training table, and I would you know people made reference to it. Uh, MVP, he goes, he'd always tell me, I can't wait to have that walk that, that old gunslinger walk that you have like all day before the, before I go out, I limp, I walk with a limp, right.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the bells, when the, when the lights go down, the, the, the bomb goes off, the limp goes away and I go out and I do my thing. But it, it, it is, it, it it's, it's a hard, it's hard on your body physically. It's hard on your mind, you know, because you know that you're hurt and you got to go out and you do things. Uh-huh fortunately our business has evolved. We have, you know, now we have trainers and we have doctors that travel with us and there are protocols in place when you do get hurt. So that is one of the, you know, the greatest evolutions of our business is that you have to, if you do get hurt, you have to get cleared before you're allowed to get back in the ring. Whereas early on, you know, it it was, you know, (laughs) One, you, you didn't tell anybody that you were hurt because you didn't want to take any time off because you didn't want to not get paid and you didn't want somebody coming yep. in and taking it. So it's, it's a bloody, vicious cycle. Um, you know, you're out there working hurt and when you're working hurt, you're trying to protect one thing and then you're going to end up hurting something else. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like a domino effect yeah. of, of injuries and that's something that you have to deal with and contend with.
0: Yeah, I've seen um, on the last ride the... Uh the Goldberg uh, finishing move that didn't quite work and your neck, it looked jacked up. Like, yeah, um, scary that.
1: Yeah, you know, that was one of those things that happened, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done that move a million times. And, um, you know, I I think, you know, I I don't know if he was concussed at that point yet. Um, You know, and and part of that, you know, is – Because I'm not working a full schedule at that point. Like, I'm not kicking on all my cylinders where I can recognize the fact that, okay, maybe we shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm working off of people are expecting, you know, big things because it's Goldberg and it's Undertaker. And it's the first time that we've ever fought. And that's what I'm thinking, right? I'm just thinking, like, I got to pay this off and you know maybe if if i had you know if i was working more often i would have recognized the fact that maybe we should <laughs> we maybe we shouldn't do that yeah uh, but that was one of those instances where t- two inches i don't get up
0: i've heard you describe the locker room in the attitude era and how things would be settled in an old school way and you know sometimes mm-hmm. people would look to you to be the guy to pull people in line and it made me wonder like I look at this generation, the modern generation, a bit of a snowflake generation like I, I wondered if you look back at the old days and now look at the new the new school and think, you know things have changed a little bit and, and, and if so, how have they changed?
1: Yeah I think I think things have have changed um, and, and I can't just say that it's changed in the wrestling. I, I think in, in in all sports, it's a it's a different generation. I mean, it just it's just call it evolution if you want. Um, one, I don't I don't think the guys are leading the same lifestyles that guys in the past did. Mm-hmm. Um, one, they can't because everything that they do, it's there's watched. somebody somewhere <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's just you know. So I feel bad for them because a lot of times they can't. They they can't go off and blow off steam somewhere after they work yeah. because they're constantly under some type of surveillance from yeah. people. Where I didn't have to worry about that, right? Because there wasn't cell phones and and, and all that. Um, yeah, I come when I came up, yeah, it was the the locker room was a lot different. It was it w- it was pretty crusty. You you drove everywhere, right? right. You didn't fly very often. So there were there were guys that had, you know, there were a few guys that had knives in their bags, guns in their bags. <laughs> um, it was just it was a different it was a different group of men. am uh-huh. not saying one's better or one's worse, but they just had a different way of settling things. Right. Like yep. it, You know, if there was a disagreement, they go into the shower and uh, that's where everything got handled. Right. Either you you discussed it, 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 you know, you come to agreement, or you threw down, or you know, just like what happened to Brody over in Puerto Rico. I mean, you know, he got stabbed and and he and he died, uh, you know, over over a disagreement. So, um, it's pretty serious guys, shit, though. Oh yeah, man, it was. I mean, and that was that was common fair. I mean, wow. not to that degree, but. There was a lot of that that happened back in the day. It was yeah. when I'm breaking in. I'm talking about the late '80s and even before. Those guys, those guys didn't put up with any kind of crap, yeah. right? Um, and weren't afraid, you know, to to call somebody out. Um, you know, I think t- today's athlete is is just that they're they're athletes. Um, they've been they've been trained to do this and. You know, I don't think they have this, you know, I'm sure there's some, but I, I don't think they have the same bad habits um, that,
0: that that a lot of us had. Um, I feel like some of them are lacking that, that grit, though, that you guys had. Like, you guys were believable bad motherfuckers, whereas now... Like yeah, some of them have got the muscles and all of that, but they don't have the character that you could tell. Some of you guys have done horrible jobs and had that mean street, that working class thing about you. Whereas yeah. now, if you manufacture a star and just try and put them and make everyone like them, it, it just sometimes doesn't click. And I don't. I think that's partly why you just don't have as many stars these days. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: No, no, no. That, that was actually going to be the thing about grit was going to be the next. The next the next sentence out of my mouth. Oh right, it is. I, I I feel like there is a a level of grit that is that is missing um, from today's product. And yeah, you know, and, and I don't know that it's it, it's anybody's fault. You know, we all aged out, right? And yeah. so that 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 new group has come up. Mm-hmm. You know, but it but it to to your point though, when you watch Brock Russell. You're 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 interested, like, because mm-hmm. you know, you know. I mean, he's got this background, not only as an amateur wrestler, yeah, professional wrestler, mixed martial artist. You know, Brock doesn't do a bunch of crazy moves. Brock yeah. manhandles your ass. Yep you you get in there and you get thrown around and you get smashed. Yeah, you know and. Even and Roman has a little bit of that to him, and when he wants to, Randy has that to him when he wants to. But bit a, but a lot of the younger talent, it's 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 that um, it, it's the it's the evolution of that 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 comic book era, the superhero era. Yeah, and I think that's what they drive. That's what's their their motivation, and that's what their inspiration is. Uh-huh. Um, and, and they didn't have to. You know, they didn't have to come up and, and bust heads in bars and, yeah. and figure out how they're going to eat and things oh. like that. And, you know, uh, good it's, or ironic, bad, though. It, it it's ironic
0: that they're pushing towards that comic book era um, now because if the, the title holder is Brock Lesnar. And mm-hmm. the other guy, obviously, is Roman, uh, who's holding the other title, sorry. So the guy, the two guys at the top are the ones who are doing it differently like similar to you did back in the day. And so if I'm one of those superstars, I'm thinking – I need to do that. I need to be more tough. And, and that's what people respond to. They, they don't, the wrestling fans don't need to be patronized. They just need it to be believable. It's no different than watching a movie. And I think that's yeah. what obviously you did so well, because who the hell wants to fight a seven foot guy looking like you, you know, right. it, it, you know, we didn't need it to be real. It just, it needed to look real. And, yeah. um, you talk about Brock Lesnar, uh, what you basically made his career, you know, you were the, they were building him up and he had that big feud with you before he went off and became the MMA guy. But you, you gave him such a push. What did it feel like to a get in the ring with this guy? Because he looks hella intimidating, but also (laughs) then watch him take all that juice and go to the UFC. It
1: it was fun watching his ascent. It it was fun being in the ring because he, Brock, especially his first time through, he defi- you look at him and you think there's no way that any human being built like that that looks like that can move like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it was always it was always fun to work with him. Um, I-, I had a long talk with Brock and he, you know, he came to me and was he wasn't happy. Um, you know, Brock's not a people person. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've ever. I don't know if you've picked that up. I mean, he's, he's not, you know, happy cowboy. Brock is is a little different than than, than Brock. The you real know, Brock yeah. keeps to himself. He lives up in Saskatchewan or wherever uh, he lives up in the, you know, and hunts and fishes and does all that. Um, but it was, you know, he. It, it's a tough life traveling the way we do and being uh, present, like we don't, you know, we don't always have charter planes and we, you know, we have to go through the, 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 you know, the, the public airports and, and you know, we, so we're always constantly, you know, around people and it's, Mm -hmm. and it becomes difficult because some days you just hurt, you know, like you said earlier, he felt like he was all beat up by the time he got to the UFC. Okay. And it's hard to, it's hard to put on that facade sometimes when you feel like crap you, you you know, you haven't slept and you haven't mm-hmm. eaten properly and you've you got somebody coming up. Hey, can I can I take a picture? Can I, you know, some people can handle it and, and grit their teeth and do it. Some people can't. And I think Brock was at a point where I think he wanted to do something different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And honestly, I and I told him uh, and I really hadn't told this story very often. Um, you know, he was thinking about going to play f- pro football. And I was like, Brock, I was like, look, you got to do what's right for Brock. You know, mm-hmm. I, everyone's going to be pissed that you're going to leave. And, you you know, they've put all this money and this push behind you. But if you don't go do this, you're going to look back one day with the what ifs. Right. And, it, it, you know, I, I, I don't know how much influence it had. He, he did end up leaving. Um, he tried football, didn't mm-hmm. work. He ends up in the UFC, Um, but I didn't hold any grudge for. I always, always, I guess, in the back of my mind, felt like he would be back someday. Yeah. Uh, You know, it just usually the way it works out, but I do know that. But I do know that you can't live with what ifs. Yep. It'll it'll eat you up, right? Exactly. So Um, you know, I, I didn't have a problem you know
0: i didn't have a biggest problem as most people did with it really was was there some serious venting going on in the back like what was i mean i assume vince especially was like there goes the golden goose that i've been I, I made the rock lose to him i've got undertaker to lose to him and now he's fucked off out the door
1: yeah is it in a, as a business sense yeah, yeah you know i mean that's 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 tough to to put those resources behind somebody and then them them leave but Uh, You know, it's all come back around Uh and, you know, um, you know, Brock's it's, it's worked out great for Brock and it's worked out great for Vince. It just took longer than what I think everyone expected. Um, But yeah, there was, there was, there was uh, obviously a lot of heat uh, on Brock leaving after all those guys doing the favor.
0: I'd love to do this again sometime, Taker. You are an absolute hero to me. Um, This wasn't uh, the longest interview I've done by any means, but it was one of my favorites. You are a a person who I've looked up to literally for so much of my life. So I'm very grateful for this time, and I hope we can do it again for a longer one at some point if you've got any time free in the near future, mate.
1: Man, I would love to come back on and talk with you, talk about just boxing and MMA. Uh, Absolutely. yeah, Yeah, you know. I mean, I get tired of talking about myself sometimes. So, uh, you know what? I'd, I'd I'd love to come back and uh, and finish this someday.
0: Beautiful. Well, I'm a huge boxing and MMA fan. I know you've got your uh, black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So, uh, yeah, we could definitely talk more about that. Uh, big thank you. Today, the guest, the undertaker, Mark Calloway. And uh, hopefully we'll get part two very soon. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you later.